This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 16th of August, 2023. And coming up today, we're going to learn all about the Capsis Smart Vision phone. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Bow, bow. Bada, bow, bow. Bow, bow. Bada, bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. Sorry, okay. Hello. That's enough. Good morning. <laughs> How are you, sir? Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm fine. I've been up since 2 a.m. British time. Oh, Oh, well done. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, living the blind life. I'm, I'm not that awake. Um, <laughs> yeah, living the blind life of being up at 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm so, a hero, I think. I'll probably be, by the end of this, I'll just be at like a record slowing down. <laughs> His battery is running low. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, we've all been there, man. It's um, It's one of those things. You just wake up and you're wide awake and you just can't get back to sleep. And, you know, despite me sending you messages at 2am, which yes. you never responded to. I'm so um, sorry. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we could, you know, get this recorded early. I thought at 3am we could have got this done. Uh, but no, no, you were well, sleeping. Uh, you were not living the blind life. <laughs> well, that's because I was living the blind afternoon by spending it in a hospital eye uh, department <sighs> waiting room for about eight hours. And why do they check your visions once you get to a certain level? you got to go to the waiting room, right, to see your consultant, just a general checkup for the whole family. And then they'd call you in to do the eye exam, to do the, you know, uh, can you see the letters on that? How far can you read then? It's like, I haven't been able to read that since 1982. Why have we got to go through this pantomime? Yeah. Anyway, so it was, yeah, still just hand movement. A friend of mine went through this once mm. and she had gone in and she sat down and they said, can you read the eye chart for us? And she said, no, because I'm blind. And they said, okay, would it help if we brought the eye chart closer? <laughs> so she said, well, let's try it. Okay, let's try it. So uh, she said, actually, just leave it where it is. I can get closer to it myself. And the the nurse said, okay, that's fine. And mm. so she took both her artificial eyes out of her head and put them right out in front of her, reached out right in front and said, ah, uh, no, no, still can't see it. And the is nurse nearly e? fainted. <laughs> I was just like, that is the best way to do it, right? I mean, how else can you say it? I'm so blind, I have no eyes. <laughs> i got to say, though, I do turn into a bit of a, I won't use the, the word I want to use, a bit of an idiot in there. I do, it, it annoys me so much, I do get a little bit snippy. Let's put it that way. Hard not to, though, you know. It's, it, it is. It kind of but... eats at you because there's almost like a, it's almost like they're suggesting you're lying, you know. It's like... Oh, what, you can't see at all? Well, it's almost, it's like when I see a new doctor and they go read through my entire novel of notes mm. and they go through since, you know, 1973 or something. And, oh, sometimes there's things like that you just don't want to go through again. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it's like picking at uh, terribleness anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not new to this game. Please, can we just, just get on? Just take my pressure and move on. Yeah, I know. It just it's um, it's an experience, isn't it? That is certainly one word for it. Yeah, it's funny. You sit there doing nothing for hours, and you come back, and you're absolutely exhausted. I know. What is that? I know. But then mm. I feel that with life in general these days. Yeah, that's true. Life is hard. <laughs> I, I I can do absolutely nothing, and be absolutely exhausted at the end. And you know, it's so irritating. I I, I don't know. I. I know as you lose more vision, the tiredness, I think, increases because everything feels like... It's not even a... a it's, it's a mental exhaustion. It's not a physical exhaustion. You feel fine, yeah. but yeah. you just... Your head just feels like it's going to explode. Yeah. And I have those days, and I, I know I'll have a bit of that today because I'm tired, and that's okay. That's normal. And I know what that is. But some days when I've had a really good sleep, and, you know, the people that say to me, you know, hey, have you tried... Someone actually emailed in, or, or I think called in once, um, and I don't think we've played this out yet, but they had said, have you considered changing your diet? Oh. No. <laughs> I, 
this before, <laughs> right? And look, this this was from someone who's blind. So I'm going to give I'm going to cut a little bit of slack here. I've had this a lot from sighted people who, you know, it's the usual, right? Have you ever considered this? Is there a cure? I love that one. Is there oh, a yeah. cure? Yes, yeah, there is. absolutely. I'm just so lazy, it. though, I can't be bothered to go get it. I'd just rather stay like this. Do glasses not help? Oh, that's an idea. God, that's a good... Oh, anyway, oh, and, and the thing is, the way to do that, if anybody does this to you, right, if anyone says to you at any point, you know, like if you're in a taxi, see, and they say, ah, you're really blind, you know, can you really see nothing? Just say, okay, tell you what, if you're convinced I can see, let me drive. Yeah. Then, then we'll see. <laughs> How much Let's they swap trust? Seats. Yeah, Let's, <laughs> let me drive, and then you can decide for yourself when your car is wrapped around a lamppost. Um, but yeah, it just it is just so frustrating at times, and you do you just have these moments where you, the frustration kicks in because it's like it's a. I, I don't really like the word trauma. Like I feel it's such an overused word. Yeah. And also, I, I think it, it feels sometimes too strong a word for what it is. But maybe it isn't. Maybe it is, a, maybe it is the right word. Because it is. It's like someone hitting you in the face with a spade, you know, every time someone brings it up. You're like, oh, please, just stop bringing it up. Because, I mean, of course, in our lives, we talk about it all the time, not because we want to, but because we're, someone said the other day, forced into, is it Nicole that said this? Forced into interactions with other people. Yes, she did. That was a great That's so true. Term. Yeah. So true. We're forced into these interactions all the time. We don't get the chance to just talk, you know, about other stuff or even just not talk. That would be nice sometimes. Uh, yeah. Stephen's talking for himself there. Mr. F, if you're listening, he doesn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to talk, but just, just not about blindness all the time. He says whilst talking about that. I, I want to play in an email, Dig actually. That hole. I want to, I want to play this this email in because this comes from someone who uh, kind of talks about another issue first, but but gets to this point about being uh, alone essentially and and having time alone. Have a listen to this. Hi, thanks for a great show, Stephen and Sean, and to Laura who reads the emails beautifully. I heard on Jonathan Mosen's podcast about the new activator Braille display from Help Tech. It sounds amazing with forty Braille cells, text input using the Braille keyboard or QWERTY keyboard input and a way of attaching your iPhone that gives you a whole other list of things you can do. I couldn't find a price for this wonderfully sounding product. I have emailed the company to ask if, as is often the way, with a product like this, I may need to remortgage my house. I would love to get my hands on one just to see if it lives up to my imagination. You cover so many topics on your show, and I often think I must respond, but don't do it. One observation, though, struck home. I agree absolutely that when we as blind people are travelling or at an event, it would sometimes be really freeing to be on our own and not always on alert. I was on a deserted beach a few years ago. It was all flat and I just went for a little stroll, without a cane and without holding on to my partner, and it was absolutely glorious to move freely and know that I wouldn't bump into or fall over anything. Of course, I really appreciate all the support and assistance I receive when I am out, but occasionally it would be wonderful just to put my coat on and go without having to plan, preempt problems, leave anxiety at home, and just be. Thanks again for a great show. From Gronya. That is just music to my ears, Gronya. It really is. Um, I could not agree more on that. Yeah. Just, just, I don't think there's any one of us who would say no, who haven't had that put the coat on and just go thoughts. That, that's so true. Absolutely. So last night, my wife and I go for dinner. And it's a bit of an out the blue thing. She calls me. She's on the way back, and she's she's in the car. She's not driving, just to be clear. Um, oh, I'm beeping. Oh. Apparently, I, I don't know why I'm beeping. Was hang on a second. Someone opened my wallet. Let me just check. On <laughs> there. I, I think th it's because you I've mentioned your wife. I think, your wife. Managed, I think I've set an alarm, but I don't know how to unset it. That's so that's going to go on all the time. Um, <laughs> this is the text you're honest. You see, we bring the tech in. It comes in. It just kind of flows in and out like waves on the show. Oh, dear. Um, Carry on. That'll happen every five minutes from now till the end of time <laughs> until I figure out how on earth to stop that. Anyway, um, so yeah, we, she calls me and she says, listen, uh, would you fancy going for dinner? And I said, yeah, okay. And you know that way you then think, right, okay, I've now got to think about every possible fit situation here. So what's yeah. the menu? Mm -hmm. Now, I know where we're going. It's the same place we always go. And again, it's that that pattern that tends to emerge with blind people, isn't it? That you tend, and not, I know we don't all do this, but I have fallen into that routine of if we are going out, there's like, if it's a fairly... Um, off the cuff idea, let's just go. Then you have your set places. 
because you know they know you, you know the place. That's right. You know the sort of reception that you're yeah. going to get. I mean, yeah. we walk in and they know immediately it's us. And, you know, we're even at the level of, oh, you want the usual table? You know, that kind of thing. And it's yeah. lovely when that happens. So you can go in and the menu is roughly the same. But, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, now what do I need? I need my earphones. I need, you know, because I want to use be my eyes and I want to, you know, check I've got. All, and all these things, these thoughts start to go through your mind. And there is an anxiety that builds up. And, you know, thankfully we were, I was getting picked up because that again was another thing of, of getting the taxi and then the interaction and then the whole thing. And mm-hmm. does the taxi take cash or card? And if it doesn't yep. take card, am I going to have to go to a bank? Do I need to have a an earpiece with me to make sure that I can use the ATM? Should I trust the bank? Should I trust the, the driver to just say, here's my card, go do it yourself? You really no. shouldn't do that. Um, no. I have done it in the past. I admit that. And I know I shouldn't, but I have. Sometimes you've got no option, though. Right. Yeah, one day it was raining. Um, oh, well. Sorry, yeah, come on. I'm not getting soaked. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, that, that genuinely, there's, there's been a couple of times when it's just been like in your head. It, it just builds up. And it's an anxiety that builds up. And, and I used to think, is this just me? Is this just me? Is this just my... Because, you know, I talk to other blind people and they'd be like, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. But no, you're right. It, it, so you do kind of feel sometimes you're on your own, but you know, actually doing this show, I've realised there's a lot of us who do feel this way, and yeah. you know. But yeah, anyway, it's just it's well, a, it's again, a complete it, aside. But I just you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, but I'm, it's, it's, it's one of those conversations that it's not you know because you think oh I'm even failing at this now because you know yeah. you lose your confidence anyway, and now it's like oh, I can't even do this properly, and then you just don't want to do anything, right? Confidence as a blind person is a complete house of cards all the time. Yeah, it, definitely. Anything can just knock it, and it can knock the whole thing down very quickly. Um, so it, it can be challenging. But, you know, as you say, Gronya, that idea of just going for a walk on the beach is it's funny, actually. We are talking about doing this in a couple of weeks' time, to taking the dog, um, my wife's guy dog, down to the beach just to run about. And, you know, I, I think that would be lovely, actually, just to, to do that, you know, just to go down and not actually have to... I might do that myself. I may take off my shoes and go for a wander on the beach. I hate the beach. Gritty sand, disgusting things, seaweed. I hate the sea. I hate all that. I want a pool and a uh, a sun lounger. That's it. And I'm one of those little bars. You want a cruise ship, my friend. You and I. I and do. Our, we need to go. We only all four of us need to go on a cruise. We've just got to yeah. do it. Got to go on yeah. a cruise because you would love it. I tell you, it's very simple, right? Uh, mm. If your feet get wet, you've walked too far. That's the only rule. All right, thanks. Well done. Simple as that. Is that the official safety rule? (laughs) That's the official Stephen Scott safety rule on a cruise. (sighs) Ah, A cruise would be nice. Blind cruising, we should talk about that someday. Under how many people do that? How many of you are cruising? How many people do that? How many people go out on a cruise? Uh, Because I think it's blind people. Well, I know there's amazing stories. Well, I've had a couple of horror stories when it comes to booking. You know, as soon as you mention you're blind you're really playing Russian roulette because mm-hmm. one minute it's, oh, well, absolutely fine, no problem. Bring everybody, bring the dog, bring the family, bring more dogs. Or, yeah. what, you're blind? We can't have you on here. You're a fire There's two hazard. of you. That's even yeah. worse. <laughs> it's true. My, my, one, of the, one, one cruise company actually said to us, what, isn't one of you sighted? How, how will you get around? How will you do anything? And, you know, you're just banging your head on the table going, really? Well, I don't know. Isn't that a... a- for people that don't know, have no experience of disability, you could argue they should always have some sort of training in disability. Is that not a fair question? Well, but then I see I'm not one for assumptions, right? So I'm, I would normally say yes is a fair question. But I think on this one, it tends to lend itself to the the ignorance because you, my, my follow-up is usually, how do we do anything in that case? How do I leave my front door and do anything? Mm, yeah, True. It's like, you know, I, I, my whole life has not been sitting in a box waiting for this cruise to happen. You know, it's Finest. like I've lived on a, well, <laughs> yeah, I know, sort of. As I'm sat in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in a wooden box waiting for a cruise to happen, yeah. Okay, you aside. Um, Thank you. But you, know, you get my point, right? It's like we're not just sitting around waiting for something to happen. I think that's the problem. Mm. People have the idea that blind people, we're collect- we, are, we are treated like parcels. And we're even thought of as parcels. Yeah, but you know, I just... Because it's like, I, oh, someone comes and picks you up and then takes you to where you're going, delivers you, then comes yeah, back and picks you up and takes I you back. I want that. I want, like, I'm, when I'm on the train, I want to be a parcel. 
episode title. I want to be a parcel. I, I, I don't want to have to... I'm going to clip that. I'm just going to clip that line. I want to be a parcel. And I think that there's some people, maybe even me, I don't know, but if I was on a cruise, I would like to know that there was someone there on hand to help me. And it, to, to make that happen, they need to make sure they've got someone there who would be available. Yeah. Uh, but there's some... You know, with me, it may take me two or three days to feel comfortable and familiar with an environment and getting around on my own. The first day, I'll be you know trying to walk up walls and everything. That's just <laughs> that's just me. That's not every blind person again for anyone listening, but that's just me. That is exactly how I work. So and they I have orientation. Like I mean, they have orientation tours on the, the cruise. Well, yeah, and they work. well, that's fine. Maybe that's that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, it's it, actually in some ways it's better than going to a hotel because they actually do take you around the ship. This is not just for us, but they take us around the ship. You get to know the locations. Okay, you, you know, you're playing a lot of the memory game, but, you know, once you've got a basic layout, and look, it's a ship, right? It's not a city. I mean, it's the size of a city, but it's in the same layout. You just keep walking round and round until eventually you find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The buffet. Yeah, well, top floor, 14, <laughs> always 14. And, uh, yeah, pool deck and all that. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, listen, you come with me. I'll, I will take you straight to the buffet, my friend. I know exactly what everything is. It's Message the same on two more ships. Yeah, it's exactly. a twenty-four-hour restaurant open. We would have to be craned off that ship. I know, I know. The ship would start to <laughs> lean a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, we'd have to go on each side. One, yeah, of, us right. on each one side. in the front, one in the back. <laughs> uh, now, look, let's talk a little bit about text. I suppose that's why we're here, and uh, you know, he'll be up in a minute. So um, you know, do one upstairs. Too early for him. He's fine. Okay, fine. Um, the activator. Shh that uh, Gronia mentioned there. Yeah, I've heard about this. Uh, from my understanding, it's about $5,500. Of course it is. Well, it's a standard price, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a product I'm not that aware of, but um, we are hoping to speak to them at some point, so we'll learn a bit more about that. I think this came out at one of the conventions, didn't it? It was, it was one of the ones uh, that To dropped. be honest, I haven't heard much about it either, other than in passing. I, uh, there is a lot of interest in this, so but I don't know the details. So, yeah, we'd have to get them on to tell us more. But on the subject of Braille note-takers, Aaron's been in touch. Hi Stephen, Sean and all Double Tappers. I propose that Braille note-takers need a name change, as they aren't just for taking notes. The term note-taker, as Stephen has pointed out many times in past episodes, does a disservice to these awesome devices. I say we bring back the PDA convention. For those who didn't have the miss, I mean fortune, to grow up in the Middle Ages... I mean 90s, the term PDA was used for a small device that did everything modern smartphones do now. The term stood for Personal Digital Assistant. To me, these devices are mobile Braille tablets, customised for the needs of blind people. So, what are the thoughts of the Borg? I mean, collective. Great show as always, Aaron. <laughs> That's, is that a, a reference to a show I've never heard of? I'm afraid it is, yes. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, it's interesting because I've had this discussion. Sorry, I'm beeping uh, again. Let me just turn that no, off. No, you I carry on. I don't, know what, you... I don't know what's going on with that thing. I think you're about to explode. Um, <laughs> I've had this discussion Thanks. about s- smartphones themselves because the phone aspect is, is very little to do with smartphones anymore. It, it is mainly a, a, a very portable computer. And, I, yeah, I think you're right. Note taker just sort of, I don't know, diminishes it somewhat. Uh, so, yeah, but does it really matter? I mean, once people... Things can have names that don't actually refer to what they do anymore, but people just collectively, as you said, just know it as that. But yeah, I, I, I think it, it, does, it does give the wrong impression, I think. The name does give the wrong impression because it tells you that it's a note taker and that's, in my mind, therefore all it can do. And Lena got in touch with me to say that she felt that my views on the Mantis, for example, kind of saying it was you know, fairly you know, average Bluetooth display. I mean, obviously fantastic with the QWERTY keyboard, the 40-cell display. I love it. But, you know, in essence, it's a device you need to connect to something else to get full function out of, and it does have basic note-taking capabilities. And Lena came back and said, look, that's unfair. It has a lot more to it than that. You know, if you're in America, you can get the NLS barred book service on there. You can download your Audible books, your Kindle Kindle books, I think. Um, You know, you've got access to, you know, the clock, the calendar, the note-taking functions, the the reading functions. That's what I think of when I hear basic note taker functionality. I would mm. expect all those things. So maybe it is how you do. You think a, a note taker is just purely, you know, uh, editing text documents? Uh, I don't. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's, it's a fair point. But I just don't think it's going to change anytime soon. 
No. I, I, it does, I think, also, though, I think for a lot of people, it makes them wonder what the price is for. And, you know, if you if you look at, say, a Bluetooth keyboard that's not got a Braille display attached to it compared to the cost of a Braille display which has got, you know, basic note-taking in it, irrespective of how advanced or not you think that is, um, and, a, and an actual Braille display on there, the price jumps to, like, five and a half thousand dollars and you think well hang on a minute you know what's in here that's so great that makes it worthy of that price you know the braille cells well exactly but i think you know if you go back to the point about if it it is about cost and for a lot of people it is you know it's all very well for some people and and some of us to even say oh well that sounds cool let's buy one but a lot of people are not going to do that the majority of blind people are not going to do that so it's great to hear and, and it's funny right i've really struggled with this one and I, I want to give voice to every possible piece of blind tech that's out there. I absolutely do. But I'm always mindful that every time we do it, the majority of people who listen are not going to buy it. Or they're just going to hear five and a half thousand dollars, you know, if that's the price, right? I think it's roughly that. But, you know, in this, and I'm not talking specifically about the activator, I mean, just generally with these products, say between three, five, even six thousand dollars. And if you're talking on the HIMS level, um, some of the more expensive uh, ones from Vespero go up to 8000 10000 You know, it gets really expensive. You know, most people are not going to buy that. So I I kind of, I, I'm kind of struggling with this one, you know. I feel I want to give voice to all these companies. I want to let them come on and talk about all these products and we can all decide for ourselves. And absolutely, that's what this show's about. But equally, I don't want to waste people's time. But, uh, again, employment, education... This sort mm. of technology is incredibly important. So just knowing it's there and available, of course, on a, a personal level, I'm never going to spend anything over a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars probably on something like that. I just couldn't justify it. But for education or employment, there may be cases where it can be purchased for you. In that case, you need to know it's there. So you say, you know what, if I had that piece of equipment, I could actually apply for that job or that course. I think I'd be okay with that. So it's important that people know it actually exists, even though for the majority of us, it probably isn't that relevant to our daily lives. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mm. um, like I said, we will talk about it in the coming weeks and months, I'm sure, uh, as these products become available. I, I tend to hear the words coming soon a lot in our world. Yes. Everything feels like it's never really here. It's always coming soon. Um, yep. So I don't know what that product is in, in terms of development, but um, yeah, we shall see. I mean, I think the one I'm most interested in, and I think is probably the most worthy of the money, at, you know, going forward will be that Optima real laptop. Because, you know, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't got hands on with it, but I think it's the one because it will give so much. It seems to have much more depth to it with the fact that it is a fully-fledged Windows laptop. It's not a device to connect to something or basic functions on. And I know they might be great functions, but they're still basic functions. This thing has got everything built in. And that, to me, makes it more of a, a for me anyway, more of an interest. I mean, I'm kind of holding back, because up until the Optima was announced, mm-hmm. I was probably going to buy a Mantis Q40. That was in my mind. Really? And the Q the Q forty was kind of like right. That's the one. That's it. And I was about to buy it, and then it was just I think at the same time that I heard about the Optima, and I thought, hang on, I can have because I, I kept saying, God, if I could get a Windows PC inside this thing, this would be amazing. And then the Optima was announced, and so I'm kind of holding on because I think that to me is the the device I'd want to use. I think about all my editing work and everything I do. And I could honestly, I could live on a PC. I mean, as much as I love my Mac and I do, I could live on a PC all day, every day without any hassle. I got on really well with it. And a fully fledged, decent, and more importantly, decent spec'd computer inside a device like that would be actually quite incredible. And I think this device is going to take off more than people think. I just hope Orbit Research are ready for this. I really do. I hope they're yeah. ready and hope they're prepared and I hope they can fulfill this um because we've seen it with the orbit other products the other i mean i'm still waiting for more orbit writer to come i know there's delays for people who are buying them from i mean i'm buying them from at guys but you know they're obviously waiting for a supply to come in from yeah. other companies from orbit research right um the orbit speak uh, that's due out what now time is that coming is that happening you know and i just i really worry about that you know that the the, the 
Where's the where's the logjam here? Why does it keep taking so long to get these devices out? Especially on the lower end of the scale, like the Orbit Writer. Yes, it, yeah, it costs less than the Hable One. Yeah, and yet the Hable One has no issue shipping. No. So yeah, what's going I'm on? Not sure. Yeah, but is is there some sort of production limitation? You know, bottleneck there. Um, who knows? Mm. Yeah. Uh, before we go to break. Um, Lena's got in touch regarding your uh, attempts to help oh. out the person who got in touch with you about the mini guide. And you remember you were saying you were trying to get hold of this person to to, to let yes. them know about yes. a distributor for mini guide. Well, Lena's here to help. Hey, this message is for Sean. This is Lena, and you were helping the U.S. listener who wants to buy the mini guide. She can get it, or he, in the U.S. from. LSSproducts.com. That's all one word. The first three letters are Lima Sierra Sierra. The other company that carries it in the U.S. is independentliving.com. Again, that's all one word. Have a great day. And because you gave that PamTrack website today, you're now as guilty of costing me money as Stephen. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That is fantastic. Our listeners are amazing. I know we say that a lot, but you really no, are. You really thank are. you. Yeah, amazing. Um, thank you so much for that. Now, speaking of devices that we tell you about here on Double Tap that I think are at least in the affordable or more affordable category, uh, up next, we're going to hear about a new smartphone, which I think is a really interesting device. I'll be getting hands-on with it later this month, and I'm really keen to put it through its paces. It is the first time I think I'll ever say this, that this could be the Android phone for me. (gasps) We'll tell you about it in a minute. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap. Now, just to let you know that uh, on tomorrow's Double Tap, we will be hearing from a long-time listener, Gordon Anthony. He is here with a demo of his new frames that he's got. Um, rather disillusioned oh, nice. by the Bose frames being discontinued. And also now, apparently, Anchor Soundcore frames are being discontinued as well. Or at least no. uh, they're not being sold outside the US. So you can't buy them here. Which in the UK and I guess in Canada, I don't know about Canada. Maybe it can be purchased over there, but certainly here, it's not so possible. funny. I just found my Sancor frames um, in a drawer <laughs> the other day, <laughs> and I think, do you know, what? these are expensive for for not using them at all. I, I, I it, it blows my mind how expensive these frames are, including the Bose frames. Yeah. But, and, and I have to say, I think the build quality on the Anchor is much better oh, yes, than the Bose. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. But the I, sound quality, if we could have swapped the sound quality around. Yeah, yeah, you could, one or the other. <laughs> it was yeah, fine exactly. indoors. It was fine. I mean, the microphone wasn't brilliant, but the but at least indoors, you could you could have a nice conversation with someone. But as soon as you left the house, I remember trying to do a call with someone on it, and I was out in the street, and I couldn't hear a thing that they were saying. They couldn't hear a word I was saying. And I thought this is this is just hopeless. Yeah, I mean there is there is use cases for them. When I'm walking the dog, having the because I've always got you know Soundscape or Voice Vista running, Voice Vista nowadays. Um, I've always got that running, and it, sometimes I want to wear something you know because it's too bright and the perfect solution, right? But it's not all the time. It's actually pretty rare. I, I just think surely there must be a cheaper option out there. Well, I think Gordon might have found it. And not only that, if you like the Bose frames, at least what he's telling us, this might be the alternative to look for. So listen out to that tomorrow. Gordon reviews that. And also, Lena's back as well. I love when Lena gets in touch, uh, especially with demos. This time around, if you're a fan of birds and you like identifying bird calls, or you just want to know about birds in different parts of the world and hear what their calls sound like, and uh, all I'll say is the use of crows is involved in this demo, I am really starting to get offended by these endless use of crows because uh, I know, well, you know that Greg compared me to a crow. And when I say compared, I mean, he suggested that a crow was smarter than me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's uh, true. yeah, thank yeah. you. For, thank you for allowing me to relive that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go and have a sit down. Uh, yeah, so I'm sitting down. I never stand up. But um, 
Yes, I. Uh, <laughs> How's that standing desk working it's, out for you? It's fan- and in sitting position, it is fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's really handy, actually. I'll tell you the best thing about the sit-stand desk: when you uh, want to eat soup, you can raise the desk. Oh, to yes, a level less spillage. Where yeah. the, the the bowl is at your mouth. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. I'm sure that's what it's designed for. It's just, it's an eating soup desk, obviously. Yes. It's the wow. soup sit stand desk. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. The sitting soup desk. Anyway. Um, Steady. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave that there. Uh, but Ooh. Lena's back with the demo tomorrow. She's talking about a fantastic app. Lena, thank you so much for sending them in. Uh, a couple of other apps, uh, demos that she sent in as well. Keep them coming, Lena. And uh, to all of you as well, keep your demonstrations coming because we love to hear your voice on air. And uh, thank you also to those of you who've been taking the time to send in your emails. Uh, uh, God loves Kevin, who got in touch by email. He sent an email, then heard that Laura was off, so read the email out for us using his Braille oh, display. I mean, wow. honestly. So you'll hear that email tomorrow, likely, um, But because uh, I don't think we'll get to it today. But, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to send it in. Um Let's talk about smartphones. So Smart Vision 3 is the latest edition of a smartphone that's coming out from a company called Capsys, K-A-P-S-Y-S. It's a French company. And uh, they've had many phones out over the years. They've had uh, the Mini Vision and they've had the Smart Vision, I guess, 1 and 2. I mean, I'm just guessing. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, they've been very popular phones. But the Smart Vision 3 takes things a little bit further because where before these phones were pretty much all in their own little walled gardens and very accessible and all spoke and really good, and of, of course had those tactile keypads as well, the Smart Vision 3 is a fully-fledged Google-certified Android smartphone, but also with the tactile keyboard and navigation buttons. I found out about it. Uh, when I spoke to Robert Felgar from the company Raz Mobility, R-A-Z Mobility, based in the US. Now, they distribute in the US and Canada a range of different devices, including the Capsa smartphones. And I asked him about the original idea of this particular smartphone, how it came to be, and also the very latest on this new device. The concept behind the Smart Vision 3 is to provide someone who is blind or low vision with access to a full-fledged Android smartphone. So it is a full-fledged Google-certified Android smartphone, except that in addition to a touchscreen, which is located in the top two-thirds of the device, and it's a full-fledged touchscreen, it also has in the bottom third of the device, or maybe a little bit more, maybe it's the bottom 40%, a keypad that allows the user to control all elements of TalkBack. Uh, and of course, it's got a traditional T9 keypad through that keypad. So if the user has difficulty with gestures on the touchscreen, they can use their touch and uh, use that keypad, or they can go back and forth. So if they're, if they're comfortable doing something on a touchscreen, that's fine. They can use a gesture for that particular action. But if they have another action that they, they are more comfortable using uh, the keypad for, they can use the physical keypad. So you can go back and forth, actually, and select whichever method you're interested in. So who is this actually designed for? Is this for someone who is fairly up to date with technology, who just wants that tactile experience with a keyboard? Or is it for someone who is just starting out with a smartphone? So I would say it's for both. We have uh, some users, for example, we have a trainer that works for us who obviously knows how to use both iOS and Android smartphones. But he loves Capsus as well. He loves the Smart Vision 3 as well. Because as I said, there's really no limitations as to what you can do. So it's not like, oh, I'm using the Smart Vision 3. I can't use Facebook or I can't use Twitter or I can't shop on Amazon. No, you can do all of that with the Smart Vision 3. Um, it's just that you've got the advantage of the, key, of, of the physical keypad. But it does tend to be particularly attractive to people who are learning, people who are blind, newly blind, who are learning how to use a smartphone and aren't 
particularly comfortable with using gestures. At a minimum, the physical keypad speeds up the pace at which someone learns how to use that phone because it is easier to learn to navigate with a keypad than uh, than the gestures. So it really is for both. And it does have a range of additional functions to it. So specific functions that have been built into this device to make it not only easier to use, but also to make it more capable for blind users, right? Right, right. So it's not... It, it, it's not uh, obviously as advanced in some respects in terms of specs, right, as an iPhone or the latest Google Pixel, but it is very capable and it has some features that are quite useful. For example, it has NFC and the device comes with five NFC tags and an app that allows you to use those NFC tags to identify objects or do other actions. So that's an example of an additional feature that is sort of built in and comes with a phone that you will not get with with another smartphone. Another capability is wireless charging. Now, of course, wireless charging is available on premium smartphones, but the phone also comes with a wireless charger that is designed specifically uh, for the blind user. So you might understand that uh, with many... Uh, wireless chargers, you have to place the device exactly right in order for it to charge, right? If you put it off to the side a little bit, it won't charge. So you got to place it right. With this wireless charger, you're kind of forced, there are lips on either side, and you're forced to put the phone exactly in the right location so you can never get it wrong. So things like that are unique to the device, uh, and were are sort of add-ons that are not available or additional features and capabilities that are not available in a typical smartphone. Uh, it also comes with a number of pre-installed applications. Now, of course, you could download those applications if they weren't pre-installed, but it does add convenience, especially for a new user. So let's say currency identifier uh, light detector, and so forth. Those types of apps are already pre-selected for the user and pre-installed on on the device. And there are a couple of other features uh, regarding, and uh, I'm thinking here about external hardware that you can uh, connect to this, uh, which is something we're also very keen to learn about these days within our smartphones. I mean, hearing aid compatibility is compatible for people who have hearing aids, right? Yes, it is compatible uh, for people with hearing aids. Now, that uh, hearing aid compatibility is a little bit tricky. It also depends to a large degree on the hearing aids themselves. So you got to make sure you've got the right hearing aids. But as long as the hearing aids are generally compatible with uh, Android, you know, the latest Android devices, it'll be compatible with the Smart Vision 3. And it's also Braille display compatible as well. And you can hook up an external keyboard via Bluetooth as well. Exactly. So just like you could do that with the latest Google Pixel, you can do that with the Smart Vision 3. There's really nothing that you can't do with a Smart Vision 3 that you can do with a normal premium device. Like in ter- in e- Even in terms of navigating the phone and using the physical keypad, the physical keypad is designed in such a way that every action that can be done with a gesture is mapped to that physical keypad and you can do it with that physical keypad. So if you think to yourself, okay, there's a gesture to go home, taking a simple thing, right? There's a gesture to go home. Well, there's also a key that you press that will take you home. Uh, Or there's a gesture to go back. Or there's a gesture to get access to the quick settings or the notification shade. All those types of gestures are mapped to the physical keypad and allow you to control and, and uh, execute those functions with that physical keypad. And there's a dedicated button as well for Google Assistant, but also for dictating uh, into text fields. Yes, that's actually really, really useful uh, and a, a really great feature. So first of all, in terms of the Google Assistant, yeah, you don't have to say, okay, Google or, or hey, Google. You don't have to say those words. Uh, you could just press that button and the Google Assistant is activated, which is great if it's if it's in a louder environment and maybe this, the phone can't hear you. So it's just easier. 
but on top of that, what I really like it for is, as you mentioned, for entering text, let's say in a, uh, in a messaging app. It could be actually any text field, but let's say it's most commonly used in a messaging app. Instead of finding that microphone button on your, we're talking about an Android phone here, instead of kind of locate, locating it through Explore by Touch on your virtual keypad, uh, all you do is, when you get to that text field is press that dedicated button and you start talking. And it'll record what you say. It'll end up in that text field, and you press send, and that's it. So it's incredibly it's it's actually a lot easier to uh, fill out text fields using this device than a standard device. The other thing that I find that's easier when we're talking about text field is um, is editing. So editing with the buttons is definitely easier in my view than editing uh, using. Uh, talk back uh, with the virtual keypad. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because this device comes along and the first question I'm asking myself is, okay, so can it do this? Can it do that? Can it do the next thing? And of course, the answer is yes, it can do all of those things. Because as you're saying, this is basically an Android smartphone with a keyboard connected onto it. I want to ask you a little bit about the build quality. Because my experience of Capsus phones before uh, the Mini Vision in particular was the last one I ever held, was that it was a very well-built phone. To me, back to the days of old with my Sony Ericsson phones that were very strong, very well-built. What's the build quality on this Smart Vision like? Well, it feels really nice in the hand. It's a pretty big phone. So, you know, people generally are used to those larger phones now. The days of the iPhone SE are mostly gone. Most people like the larger phone. And it's about the same size as, let's say... Uh, not quite, let's say, an iPhone 14 Pro, but in your hand, it's probably close to that iPhone 14. So that's about the size of it, and it feels really good. And the keypad is a really robust keypad, so the buttons are nice and big and tactile. So it's not simply that they're, they're buttons. They're nicely spaced, and there's a nice click sort of when you press them, so it feels good. And generally, the, the build quality has, you know, it hasn't been, the phone hasn't been around for very long yet, but it's actually so far so good. So we haven't had any complaints about quality at this point. And certainly for me and our testers, it's done really, really well. We really like it. I don't want to say that blind people drop things a lot, but we do. So that's 100% true. Uh, I think I told you this in our, in our intro call. Uh, you know, we can compare, since we, we deal with this different disability types, we can kind of sort of compare the, the, the rate of, of breakage between the different uh, disability types. And there's no question that, unfortunately, people who are blind drop their phones more than others. Uh, interestingly, uh, or importantly, the premium, ver there's two versions of the phone sort of, uh, that you can buy, the basic and what we call the premium and the premium version comes with a uh, case, a protective case, in in the in the packaging that you get in the box in the gift box. It also comes with that wireless charger. So, I definitely suggest that whoever buys the Smart Vision Three also invest in a protective case. Yes, hundred percent. Now you mentioned that people with different disabilities uh, can use this, and of course they can. I mean, anyone can buy and use this phone. Are you hearing from people who have got either other disabilities or no disabilities who are interested in this device? So we issued a press release not too long ago related to the launch of the phone. Uh, the press release actually got a lot of attention here in the U.S. And they were, it generated quite a few articles, primarily in mainstream press. I think it was, people were just interested in this notion of a hybrid device. You know, it's got the touchscreen and it also has a physical keypad, which hasn't been around for a very long time. Think of the days of BlackBerry or something like that. So um, the mainstream press was very interested in it. When someone buys the phone off our website, we don't know what disability type they have. You know, they don't self-identify. So it's possible that so, you know, someone who is not blind likes the idea of a physical keypad. And in fact, 
If you go back to those comments after our press release in the mainstream media, there were people who are not blind who are saying, oh, cool, it's got a keypad. I miss my BlackBerry, and it also has a touchscreen, so I can do that too. And it's a Google-certified device, so I, I'm not compromising in terms of everything I can do with it because it's a regular-certified uh, smartphone. But again, I don't know if those people are actually buying the phone or not since they don't identify themselves as, as having a particular disability or no disability at all. I think back to the days when I had my HP and I had my Pam Pilot and I had my BlackBerry and all of them had QWERTY keyboards and they were pretty decent. Uh, BlackBerry especially was known for its QWERTY keyboard. Why did you choose or why did Capsis choose to go down the route of this T9 type keyboard rather than QWERTY? Well, that could actually be because of the intended audience. So we start off by talking about who it's from and I mentioned that many of the users tend to be a little older and they're trying to reduce the time it takes them to learn how to use the phone and they're more comfortable with touch. So the keypad, the physical keypad on the Smart Vision 3 is quite large. It's It's got quite large buttons and there's good separation between them and some of them have some tactile features to them. And I think it's a lot easier for many people who are starting out with a smartphone um, or who had difficulty with their iPhone or Android device because of the gestures. I think it's much easier to navigate with those bigger buttons. I can't imagine someone who is blind sort of, well, I'm sure people can, but many can't handle those, you know, I don't know how many buttons were on that old BlackBerry. I, I used one myself, but it was a long time ago. It's a lot of buttons and they're very small. Uh, so even if it was accessible, which at the time it wasn't, I would imagine that because those buttons were so small that uh, it would be frustrating for someone who is blind. Now, I want to bring in a, a, an email which we got from one of our listeners, Darren, who said one of the problems he's had with Caps' smartphones in the past is when it comes to updates. Now, in particular, he references Facebook. He says Capsis and Facebook do not work together when Facebook do their updates, meaning people who have Capsis smartphones cannot use Facebook properly. Now, that's one example of one app where updates aren't coming through. Uh, is that an issue with these devices in the sense of the software, or is it is it to do with Facebook? What, what's the, what would be the reason why an update wouldn't come through in the same way that it would for other Android smartphones? So I imagine that he probably used the old version of the phone, which came out years ago, uh, the Smart Vision 2. Uh, and I don't have much experience with the Smart Vision 2. I will say that with the Smart Vision 3, the user has full access to the Google Play Store and all, all uh, apps should be updated through that Google through the Google Play Store, and therefore they should be able to be updated. Furthermore, as I mentioned, and I'm not sure about the Smart Vision 2, but with respect to the Smart Vision 3, it went through a t testing process, and it is Google certified, so it has that sort of stamp of approval that the Google Play Store works correctly, and everything, every app is updatable through through the Play Store. So I. I haven't heard of any issues with the Smart Vision 3. So to just be very clear, because the, the reason being because the app is now coming through the Google Play Store, so you're now no longer reliant on a, a sort of particular update coming through for the Capsus device. It's the same update everyone gets. Right. You're getting the exact same update that uh, a user who has a Samsung or a Pixel gets. At the same time that they have the update available, the user of the Smart Vision 3 will have access to it because it's the same Play Store, obviously. You're accessing the exact same thing. The updates are coming from the same place. So there shouldn't be any difference in experience at all with respect to uh, a Smart Vision 3 and any other Android phone. Okay, so let's talk about the price then. Now, you mentioned there are two versions of this. You're a distributor in the U.S. Uh, tell us about the pricing there. Well, there's one version we call it, uh, the basic version, which is about $530 US. Uh, that version comes exclusively with the phone and the NFC tags, uh, five NFC tags. Uh, and it has 
in terms of the phone itself, it's the exact same phone that's available in the premium version. It's simply that the the additional accessories are minimal. You've just got the NFC tags. Uh, if you buy the premium version, which is five ninety nine, you have, as I mentioned, the same phone. There's no difference except that it comes with that wireless uh, charger. So it's custom built for the Smart Vision 3. You've got the protective case, you have a lanyard, and you've got a screen protector. So those are the main differences. So you have those five accessories that you're getting for the extra, I think it's actually 539 for the basic. So you've got the, the, the extra uh, accessories for uh, $60 essentially. And I see you're distributing in the U.S. What about Canada? Yes, the phone is also, we are distributing in Canada. The phone is available in Canada as well, and it can be purchased from our website uh, by Canadians. And um, there's also a distributor that's just started in Canada, so we'll see. But it, it most people are getting it from our website at this point in time, and then we just ship it across. It's shipped from the U.S. into into Canada. Thank you to Robert Felgar for joining me this week as we talked about the Capsis Smart Vision 3, the website to find out more uh, from the uh, US and Canadian perspective is rasmobility.com in the UK. I think the distributor is probably going to be and continue to be sight and sound technology. Uh, you can find them by Googling that, uh, but rasmobility.com is where you'll find Robert's company. Um, Sean, we've only got a minute left. Quick thought on all of that. I think that's the optima of smartphones. I mean, mm. there, there's no mm. obstacles and it's not in its own little blind ecosystem. So you got the, the Facebook example. There was a great example. You know, the update comes straight through. No middleman waiting to change it so it works on that particular phone. Fantastic. It's just mainstream tech, but with a alternate interface, how we interact with it. I think this is cool. Yeah, I'm very interested to get hands-on with this, and I will be in the next couple of weeks. In fact, it may be even here when I'm away on my holidays. Holidays! Yes, just a reminder, we are not here next week. We will be on EMI Audio, though. You can listen. We've already had uh, emails already about this, people saying they're not happy about this. Look, I I don't control anything here, uh, but listen, we are still on air on our usual time slot on EMI Audio, so you can listen into that. But we're giving you a break on the podcast. We're being kind. We're thinking because about you. Because you deserve it. You, you need, need a break, break from, from us. us. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's, it's not you. It's definitely <laughs> us. Uh, listen, that's it for today. Thank you, as always, for getting in touch. Keep your comments coming. We have many more to get through tomorrow. Plus, we'll have those fantastic demos from Gordon and Alina on the show tomorrow. Join us for that. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.